Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. This is so exciting today. <laughs> We're joined by such an exciting guest. So thank you for coming on. Of course, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm like already so happy. I feel like we both have very like happy, like bright personalities. So this is gonna be so fun. Yes, I always say that. I I'm like to my girlfriend Avery, I'm always like, oh, I'm just watching Gretchen, like me, my best friend. Cause I feel like our our personalities are like the exact same. And it's crazy. I'm sure we'll talk about this more at some point in the podcast, but like I will do something in my life. And then the next day you post a video where you're doing the exact same thing. And I'm like, we are on the same wavelength all of the time. It's wild. Yes. We're like living parallel lives. I feel the same way about you. I see your guys' like stories of like, you're making your coffee and you guys are just in the kitchen. And I'm like, my heart and it like yes. makes my day. <laughs> Tell everyone where they can find you if they haven't followed you, like all your social media platforms. Okay. So for those of you who don't know me, which I feel like we have, a relatively different audience. There's probably some crossover, but it's like a little bit different, I think. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Soph. I started on TikTok, but kind of spread to all the other platforms as well. Um, I live in Florida with my girlfriend, Avery. I'm a part-time college student. Well, I mean, technically it's full-time, but it's online. So it feels like part-time and you can find me at Soph Mosca on everything. And then I also have a podcast as well, which Gretchen was on so long ago. Like it's been like months and months, but um, yeah, it's called um, Unqualified and you can find it anywhere you can find this podcast. It's on all streaming platforms. So many people ask, cause you're right. I feel like we do have different audiences, but like some overlap. Cause some people were like, Oh my God, these are like the two that I didn't know I needed. Like some people were so excited, you know? And there was a lot of like, Oh my God, how did you guys meet? How did you like first, which I think is so funny. Yes. It is actually iconic. That story. Wait, when did you post that Instagram? How long ago was this now? Like a year or two ago? I think over, actually, okay, it was over a year because I remember mm-hmm. I was living at an Airbnb. It was like pretty soon after I moved to Florida, I had just moved to Southern Florida and I was staying in an Airbnb. And I remember I was like, I know that if I post online, I know that someone will connect me with Gretchen because I had been watching you for years. Like literally since you were obsessed with like Royal Blue and Ivory Ella, like way back Elephants. When. And so, yes. And so I'm like, I know someone will connect me because I just felt like we were so similar. And lo and behold, everyone went to it and like connected us. So yeah, it was like over a year ago. I think it was September. That has never happened to you before, or maybe similar, like, you know, if someone on their YouTube or Instagram or something, will talk about maybe like a TikTok that you made, and then everyone will come to you and be like, oh, I heard of you from blah, blah, blah. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's happened a couple of times, but all of a sudden I like woke up or looked at my phone and there was like 30 comments, my last Instagram post being like, I don't even know. They were just like, go find Soph or Soph wants to be your friend. I'm like, who's Soph? And that's how I found you. (laughs) 
stuff. I know everyone like went to it. They were not playing around. They got the job done by connecting And us. I probably like wasn't even on TikTok yet. So I never saw your TikTok. Like I hadn't even seen your Instagram or anything. And I'm like, oh my God, she's so cute. So I'm so happy. They put I know, us together. I was so glad when we got connected finally. <laughs> so that's literally how we met virtually huh. not in person yet one day well, we meet in person oh my god actually I've been meaning to tell you I'm actually going to be up in your area next month so we can we can talk wait oh my gosh okay you're coming over amazing yes <laughs> wait that's so exciting I know I'll, I'll tell you more it's like I would say it on here but it's for a, a brand thing for Avery so I can't oh say too god. much but I'll be up there so we'll so talk. exciting yeah. okay we can talk off the air yes. <laughs> Okay. So do you have a like favorite quote, happy, it doesn't even have to be a quote, like idea. I don't know, something you like, you want to share? Yes, I do. Okay. This is something that I have told a lot of people in my life just for numerous different things. Like if they're having trouble with a significant other, not understanding like one of their interests, or maybe um, like an adult in their life is unapproving of decisions they've made or something like that. Or like maybe even you chose to not go to school and do something else instead and people are just unapproving of it. Something that I've like told myself a lot and that I tell others is you can say to them, like, look, you don't have to understand it. You just have to accept it. And it's like, when you really sit back and think about that, like it really does help people think like, okay, it doesn't matter if I, know why they're doing it or if I agree with it but I just have to accept that that's what they're doing and that's what makes it makes them happy and I don't know I just love that and I always find myself going back to that like like not everyone in my life is going to agree with everything I do or love everything I do but they just have to accept that that's who I am and that's how I choose to live my life and that's what makes me happy so yeah I always find myself going back to that quote just in different times in my life wait I really like that right I've never heard that before and I love it you think Oh my gosh, Brody is squeaking his toy right next. <laughs> Never heard that quote. And I love it because that reminds me of sort of like, like you don't have to understand almost like to not judge other people's decisions and what they're doing, because just because it's not something you would do or different than your opinion, doesn't make it like not okay. Or something that you should like talk badly about. Okay. Right. I, I especially love that for since we both do social media so many people don't understand it and like especially yeah. like adults like older people can be like how do you make money like they're just like kind of rude like right like, well, like you don't around. you don't have to get it just be okay with it it's okay right. yeah, it really I love it because it makes you like whenever someone hears it for the first time they're always like huh like same reaction as you like it makes them think and be like that's so true like You just have to embrace whatever makes others happy. You don't have to understand it. You just have to like accept it. Just that's, that's how life works. Tell us something you're happy about this week. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to have to say it's super materialistic, but I I know what you're going to (laughs) say. I saw I did just get a new car. And so basically I, cars have been like, always a sort of exciting thing for me because when I first turned 16 and got my license and everything I I wasn't like gifted a car or anything my parents just never really had the money for that and like I was totally fine like I I lived through like high school without a car it was totally fine I would like share with my parents and never had my own so then when I was 18 I bought my own with like money I made when I was a manager at Aerie like I 
like it was a little Chevy Malibu. It was so cute. I loved it. And like at the time I was like, this is incredible. Like I'm doing so well for myself. Like I'm so successful. And back then, like that was so, it was such a big step. And so I had that car forever and ever. And then I finally got a new car last week. And it was like that another one of those moments, like, wow, I did that. Like for myself, I built myself for myself. Like I've grown so much since high school when I didn't have a car. And since, and I know that like a lot of people don't have a car, I'm not being like, oh, woe is me. I didn't have a car, but I'm just saying like, I built myself, you know, and it's just like, it's rewarding to see you create your own, like you manifest your own life, like what you want for yourself. And this car is like a dream to me. And that's something that 16 year old me never would have thought I could have ever bought for myself. And so it was just like a wow moment. Like, I can't believe this is my life. So it's just been so cool to just like drive around. I feel like I'm like a different character. Like I'm playing the role of like a different character driving around town. I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, it's making me super happy. So fun. That's so true. It's so special when you're like, I've worked so hard for this versus like, I'm sure, I mean, I'm, it would have been great if we both got gifted like amazing cars when we were 16, but like, I also didn't either. And so it means so much more. I feel like when you get to work for it and it's so special knowing that like you worked so hard for it and like no one else is pitching in, like it's all you on your own. I feel like how you talk about it, I can just tell. And I'm the same way too. Like we like tread lightly cause we don't want to. And it's like, Oh, like this is like so materialistic and like, and like, don't get the wrong, like disclaimer, everyone million disclaimers, like don't, like, don't get it twisted. Like, I, you know what I mean? And it's so sad because it's like, we should be allowed to be proud of accomplishments and yeah, it's like material things, but it's also like really exciting. But I feel like you never want to come off like rude or like you're showing off. So you always have to sort of like downplay. It's like, here's my new car. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But you know what? Like, I feel like, I don't know if it's because I've gotten so used to like trying to be as humble as I can. And like, um, aware of like other situations. I don't know if it's because I've gotten so used to doing that just with being a presence online and everything. I don't know if it's because of that or because just how I am, but even after like the night I got my car, I was like feeling guilty about it. I was just like, Oh my God. Like I did not have to do that. Like, could I do it financially? Yes. But like, should I have like feeling so guilty, but like in the, at the end of the day, like I worked for it. There's no reason I can't like enjoy this like this thing you know like it's exciting it's exciting for anyone and so I just had to sit back and be like you earned it you worked for it like it is exciting you cannot feel guilty about this yes society I don't even know the right word our world today has a way of making you feel guilty when you buy something that you're excited about that you can't afford but you're like especially like a luxury item like luxury is so taboo so then it's like you feel bad but it's like why do you feel bad I know, I know. I hate it's it. really weird. It's like almost like we've all been trained to be ashamed of like what we work for. Like we have to like hide our successes. Yes. Yeah. I, and to, to an extent, I get it because you never want to just be like, oh, like I have this, 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 and that. Like no one likes that. No one wants to like yeah. have your things and your successes rubbed in their face. But also there's like a line between like just hiding things you're excited about and things you worked for and like being boastful. Like there's a difference, you know, luckily I feel like our followers, I feel like we both are very, try to stay very like self-aware and not like 
boastful on Instagram type of thing. So that whenever we are like, okay, here's this nice thing that we did get for ourselves. Everyone's so like positive, like very positive reaction instead of being like amazing, rub it in my face. Right. So luckily I feel like our followers have a good reaction, but that's a good reminder for everyone listening that if you work hard for something and you achieve it and you can buy it and whatever it is, like be proud of yourself and don't feel like you have to like downplay your accomplishments because that's so exciting that's such a big deal no you have to like celebrate yourself like celebrate what you did for yourself you know it makes me think too like maybe online you're like okay like I don't want to like hurt anyone else's feelings which like why is someone but then like in person and like with Avery you can be like woo we're celebrating (laughs) literally (laughs) I the night that I got it you have a party (laughs) oh absolutely the night that I got it we were driving home and we put on successful by Ariana Grande with like the windows down and like just like jamming out and Avery recorded me and we're like we cannot post that like everyone will be like oh my god that's so annoying of that fun video we were like having so much fun like throwing a party <laughs> wait okay so I know it's Audi what type of one because I think an Audi needs to be 9x car too <laughs> it's a Q7 so it's okay I used 2019 Audi mm. Q7 it's white with tan interior oh it's amazing I really love it because like I don't know I just like I like you actually I test drove a Range Rover thinking it was my dream car and I was like so what's the hype I was like this is too much and so I learned as I like was testing cars like I don't want all that technology like it stresses me out and so I really like my car because it's just like pretty basic like the inside of it is just like your typical like apple carplay radio like nothing crazy everything's like easy to, to see there's still like dials it's not all digital and so it's like a good spot between like super luxury and like just your typical car yeah so it's, it's like it's still homey to me like it's not all like new ground yes I so agree I felt the same way I'm like well at least I'm going to test drive Ranger. I always felt like uh, I feel like it's going to feel too big I'm going to feel like I'm driving a bus but I'll see what the hype is about and I'm like okay I hate the way it drives Audis drive way way nicer I feel like I'm driving a truck and I thought I wanted all the bells and whistles and I'm like I don't want all of this the massive like touchscreen is confusing I just want like simple cozy homey and then there's like the fridge and the massage seats and the tvs I'm like this is too much like too much no it was and I really like literally since I was like 14 I was like Range Rover that's the car I'm getting when I get a nice car like I was set on it and I went to dealership that day being like I'll probably get one today and then I drove it and then I was like okay it's like it's nice it's it's fun like and then you see the numbers and then you're like it's just not worth that like it's just not worth it (laughs) I know that's what I kept saying to the guy. I was like, uh, how do I put this? I was like, it's a nice car. I can appreciate a nice car. Like it's a really nice car. It's just not for me. Right. That's exactly how I felt. Like if someone picked me up in it, I'd be like, great, but I don't want to drive it myself. Okay. Wait, your car might be my next car. (laughs) Honestly. Okay. It's incredible because it's really big, spacious, like yes. there's a lot of trunk space and you can fold, there's three rows. You can fold down the back too. And I like, I'm used to a Chevy Malibu. It's like a pretty small car and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel bigger. Like the dashboard is the same. Mm-hmm. It feels like sturdy, but not like a truck. It drives so smooth. And it, the back is literally huge. Like it doesn't feel like it, but space-wise it is. I literally all these bins behind me, I know they can't see, but there's like four or five big bins 
of clothing, like big, think like storage bins, they all fit in my car besides one. So like oh, the space so nice. is unreal, but it doesn't like drive like it's that big. You know yes. I mean? Okay. I have a theory because I've driven so many cars and Max has a 2014 Audi. Nothing mm-hmm. I've driven is as nice as that car. And I'm like, and it's older now. It's 2014. It drives way nicer than my car, nicer than that brand new Range Rover. I'm like, Audis are, Audi sponsor us basically. Right. <laughs> Like, what the heck? I'm like, I always say when you drive them, it feels like pudding. <laughs> like, I don't oh, know how to describe that's it. That's actually a really good way to describe it. It is. It feels like you're flying over the road. Like, it feels like you're not on the Just road. Just like so nice. Yeah. And wow, it okay. helped because my, um, the salesman that sold me it was like the best salesman I've ever had in my entire life. Like, he wasn't trying to sell me anything. And by doing that, he sold me everything. Yeah. Like, it's so amazing. And everyone that I like worked with while I was getting that car was so nice. Like just Audi in general, I've had amazing experiences with like the people, mm-hmm. the cars, everything. And after I got it, a lot of people were messaging me and just being like, oh, I have one. Like so-and-so has one and I love it. They love it. Like best cars ever. Like everyone loves Audis. So <laughs> I know. And I feel like, yeah, they're luxury. They're expensive. But I feel like for what they are, like, I feel like Range Rover's overpriced. Everybody knows that. But I feel like Audis, yeah, they can be expensive, but used ones really aren't that expensive. And I think that they're so worth it. They're such nice cars. Like Max is obviously being used, was like not expensive at all. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would expect it to be a lot more like, of course, it's expensive, but you would expect a lot more like when I saw the numbers, I was like, Oh, like, that's like, reasonable for me for what it is, like, it's a luxury item. And be, like, because of that, I was expecting more. And yeah, it just ended up being affordable for me and a great like, I literally love it. I love yeah. it. And you'll keep it for so long. Okay, maybe Audi's the next place I need to go to. I can't believe I haven't test drove there yet. I think I wasn't because I was like, oh, I know how Max car drives. But everywhere I test drove, I had the worst experience opposite what you said. The salesmen were very unprofessional. It was like very weird vibes. It happened to me at Range Rover. I was like, what yep. is going on? They just were chatting about like their life and like high school and like their car. And I'm like, wait, I'm here to like talk about me looking at it yeah <laughs> like yeah. both times they just talked about themselves and I'm like I think because I'm young they just think I'm here to like chit chat yes but yes. I'm like no yes. I want to like <laughs> and everyone was telling me they're like no this is like very common if you're young they just like don't take you seriously I'm like okay I guess I need to like bring my mom like I, don't right. know. I ran into that too specifically Range Rover though like the guy was just sort of like a jerk like we were mm. um like Okay, so I drove, I don't even remember now. It was a sport, a Range Rover sport. So it was like the the bigger ones and it was like newer. So it was like one of the most expensive ones like on the lot. And I, we were like, so like about how much do you think it is? Cause it was used. And so he didn't like have a specific amount. And we were like, about how much do you like think it would be? And, and he was like, well, I'm not sure. Like he wouldn't give us a number. And so then we test drove it and we're like, oh, like this is nice. Like, it's fine, whatever. Let's just see the numbers. So then we go inside and he's like giving us, and it would have been like two or 3000 a month. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I'm not paying that. But he was like, you told me your budget. Like I would have been able to get you in a different part. And we were like, we were trying to tell you our budget, but you were like not having it. Like you wouldn't tell us how how much the cars are worth. Like it was just so weird. Like bad experience. Yeah. 
Super weird. Interrupting super quick to tell you guys about Olive in June. If you didn't know, Olive in June nail polishes are my favorite and they last over seven days. Do not chip, you guys. With Olive in June's Manny system, you can achieve beautiful salon perfect nails at an affordable price. It really is the ultimate secret behind salon perfect, clean looking nails at home. So, Olive in June's Manny system comes with all the tools you need in one box for a fresh manicure, makes it so simple, and comes with the Poppy, which is a patented brush handle that makes it easy to to paint with both of your hands so helped me so much since painting with my non-dominant left hand used to always make my right hand nails look so messy anyone else like legit it looks like it would be painted by a five-year-old so this helps a ton it really is a game changer for professional looking nails but at a fraction of the cost and time since you can do it at home i so suggest getting the olive and june mani system with six polishes since it'll break down to just two dollars a mani when one gel mani at the nail salon can literally be over 35 dollars and olive and june's polishes are amazing quality if you haven't tried them before i was actually just with my mom at my lake house and she was wearing a red olive and june nail polish on her nails they looked incredible you guys like they looked like gel from the salon and i actually have this shade on right now called honeymoon bliss on my toes it's definitely my favorite color since it's like the perfect light nudie pink and i cannot believe how good they still look, you guys perfectly painted no chips it's been over a week like maybe almost two weeks now seriously you guys i hate sitting through a whole pedicure since it takes so much time anyone else is just me so olive and june polishes are my fave plus they have the cutest colors so you can visit oliveandjune.com slash happy hour and use code happy hour for 20 percent off your first mani system this is an exclusive offer you can only get here that's olive and june o-l-i-v-e and june j-u-n-e dot com slash happy hour it's just lowercase all one word code happy hour for 20 percent off your first mani system oliveandjune.com slash happy hour code happy hour and now let's get back into the episode Okay, sorry for the car talk, everybody, but if they are going through finding a new car, seriously, when you're looking for a new car, it's like takes over your whole day and your whole life. You're just like, I mean, especially now, I can't believe you found a used, like a newer used Audi because finding cars right now is impossible with COVID. Like it's so hard. I know, I know. Apparently that one was there for like less than 24 hours when I snatched it. Yeah. Lucky. No, you're seriously lucky. My mom just got a new one and she had to buy it before she even saw it (laughs) because it was like, because they were like, so hard to find yeah thanks so much car talk sorry everyone yeah sorry <laughs> they're, like, they're like I'm 15 I don't drive cool <laughs> <laughs> okay so tell us when did you start TikTok did you know like what it could turn into I'm so fascinated too because I feel like a grandma and like I barely know how to do TikTok yeah tell us all about TikTok okay so um first and foremost it was a complete accident like getting any followers in there at all. And that's sort of like how TikTok works. And that's like the beauty of it sort of. So basically it was like fall 2019. I was at college in my dorm and I didn't even have TikTok really. Like, I think I had the app, but I never used it. I thought it was super weird. Like I thought it was for like, just like young kids or I don't know. Like I didn't know anything Mm -hmm. about it. And my roommate started to be like, you should like make dance videos on TikTok. And I was like, like okay that could be fun and so I just started sort of just like making videos not even like trying to get followers or get on the for you page or anything like that I was just making videos to start to use the app and I had like a couple of random videos go on the for you page and get like I think it was like over 10,000 views and at that point in time that was like whoa like over 10,000 views on TikTok like that was so crazy to me and so that's like how it started and I guess like seeing that it was possible 
like made me want to keep going. And then I started to like purposefully make videos and not just like stupid ones, just sort of like, like growing, I guess, and becoming like more of a creator rather than just like mm-hmm. someone that's making videos. But I think like what motivated me was as a kid and as a teenager and everything, I always wanted to do YouTube and like, I would make videos and delete them and get embarrassed about them and everything. And, but I always wanted to. And so I kind of saw TikTok as like my gateway to YouTube sort of like, I was like, if I get followers on TikTok, like I'll be able to do YouTube. And so it just kind of became like, if I work hard enough on this app, I think it'll pay off for like what I really want. And so I just kept with it. And I, we didn't even mention this at all, but so I'm gay. We like completely passed over that. I, I mentioned my girlfriend, but I guess that's mm-hmm. like centered around a lot of my content. So I was making content very specific to like the LGBTQ plus community. And um, like it was thirst traps and then just relatable things and just like a whole bunch of stuff. But it brought in like a massive audience of young people in the LGBTQ plus community looking for a role model within the community as well. And that's sort of like how my platform grew. And then as the numbers grew, I like expanded myself and became like, like me, I wouldn't just show that content. I'd show like my life and the more lifestyle stuff. So it just like has grown and grown and grown and changed and everything. But that's sort of how I got started. It was a complete accident. I owe my roommates all the credit for getting me to even like start making videos, but it's been crazy, like so crazy because I, I never expected it. So it was wild. Yeah. I feel like that's always how it happens. Like you never know what it could turn into. And that's so true. You were such a positive impact. Like I need to send you some of the girls writing in were like, she helped me so much. Like find myself and be comfortable in my own skin and all those type of things like so sweet I love that and yeah I think that like for me like I didn't even realize that I liked girls until I was 18 19 and I think a huge part of that was because there was no representation for me like on YouTube or on social media like I just never even thought about it as like an option. And I think having so many people within the community online now that people can look up to or see as a role model or or just consume their content, it's going to be so beneficial for like the long-term effects on people's mental health and like their self-exploration and everything. Like there's just so many more accepting areas of life nowadays that people can turn to like if their family isn't supportive at least they have someone online they can look to or you know like it was just so that that presence was so absent just even like five years ago and so I think TikTok especially has like really grown the presence of the LGBTQ plus community just like online it's awesome I so agree now I'm even thinking back to and like you, you watch YouTube so I bet you remember but it's almost like, I feel like when I started, well, I started in 2012, but then mm-hmm. through maybe until like probably 2016 was like the earliest. And I remember these big creators started making videos like coming out. And it was almost like before that, they just didn't even talk about their personal life. Everything was so like professional and like just their makeup or just, you know? So it's like, people didn't even know that they had a girlfriend or whoever the whole time. Cause they just weren't even like open about it. I felt, I feel like in the past, like five years, people have become way more open on social media, but before they like weren't. Right. Absolutely. Even like the, I'm thinking of like, um, the sort of 
original like beauty people like um alicia marie that that group you know like mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember but like there was like a big group of them and there's probably like four or five of them maybe three or four that have now come out mm-hmm. but back then like that was never discussed and i'm sure they haven't they hadn't even like really explored at all back then mm-hmm. either but it's just crazy like that was like a group of 10 and like a little under half of them have now come out like it was always there just not publicly and yeah. so I think it's so cool that people have been able to be more open online and in their real lives and just like show everyone that it, you don't have to be this like one box that it seems yeah. like everyone else fits in, you know, since you brought it up, okay. um, so many people are asking, how did you come out to your family? They're asking like advice for that or yeah. how did it go for you so, in specific? So I sort of, the way I went about it is I didn't want the possibility for anything negative. I didn't want to know if they thought, like if they, if they had anything to say, like I didn't want to hear it. And so the way I went about it, which I don't even know if I recommend, but this is just what I did. I had a girlfriend, I had my first girlfriend and I texted my family cause I was living at school and I was like, hey, so-and-so is gonna come over for Thanksgiving dinner. And they're like, okay. And then I was like, okay, well now I have to say it. I was like, because she's my girlfriend and they were just like, okay, like, and then my dad texted me and just said like, he loved me no matter what. And my mom didn't really say much, but like, I I just didn't really give them the option. Mm -hmm. So instead of being like, Hey, like I'm gay. I was just sort of like, my girlfriend's coming over. Like, it's just like a slight different approach to it. So it's like room to say anything negative. And I would say, I don't necessarily know if that's the best thing because there wasn't really ever a conversation about it afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I guess even now it's not really talked about. And I think I would have felt better back when I first came out, if like they had sat me down and been like, Hey, we love you still. And which I know they do, but Mm -hmm. it would have been nice to hear it. And Mm -hmm. so if I had like taken the chance and let them say whatever they had to say, like maybe it would have played out in that way where I felt like I I heard them say they still loved me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would just say for anyone that's like having trouble, and this is like something that I've told people who have like asked me this in real life too, like you technically never have to come out. So you just have to take your time because whether you tell everyone or you tell one person or you tell no one, you're still who you are. And so it's really just up to you like to decide if you're ready and when you're ready to tell people in your life. And especially if you feel like you're, you won't be safe after you tell someone, like you think that you're gonna be in harm, like they don't ever need to know. And mm-hmm. like the pressure of coming out, I feel like is really intense. Like everyone's like, oh, there's like big coming out videos online. Or you always hear these like big stories. And even like, this is no hate because I thought that video was amazing. But way back when Elle Mills did like this big YouTube video about coming out to her mom. And while that is amazing, you don't have to make it so big and you don't have yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that something to remember like just wait and do it when you genuinely feel like you're ready and like you've accepted yourself and also like go back to the quote I said like they don't have to understand it they just have to accept it like it works for everything (laughs) I was literally gonna say your quote earlier applies perfectly to this situation I wonder if one day it will be different where it's sort of like 
not assumed that everyone's straight but that's like such a thing in our society because it's like coming out shouldn't even be a thing then like straight people should have to come out right (laughs) everyone you know yeah but I definitely feel like there is a shift happening because even with your videos, I don't even know if you realize you're doing this, but whenever you're talking Mm -hmm. about a relationship, you always are like boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, like just doing that. Like you're already making that shift. Like Mm -hmm. there's no assumptions that because your audience is mostly females. Like you're not assuming that they all have boyfriends, like just like that make a difference. Like even I hear that, I'm like, oh, that's so cute of her. Like, she's like being so inclusive, but it really does make a difference. Like young girls, when they hear that, if they're like, I don't know if I like boys, like they're going to hear you be like girl from boyfriend, whatever. And they'll be like, oh, like, I guess it's not so bad. Like, and you know, like mm-hmm. there is a shift happening where, especially as we get older and then we have kids and our kids, I think it's just becoming more and more normal, like mainstream almost. It's not so like hush hush and sort of hidden among society. It's more like out there. And I think everyone is just becoming more accepting of it. And because of that, like remembering that not everyone is straight. Like, I definitely think there is a shift happening. It's just like a slow process. That makes me think I'm so excited for like our children to grow up in a different like way than we did. I even think about when I was young, I didn't even know, I don't even know when I knew that it was a thing. You know what I mean? Like it was just so different growing yeah. up. Yeah. Like the fact that I always think out, this is like mind blowing to me. I digress. But I always think about the fact, like when I have children, I'll tell them that like gay marriage became legal when I was in high school. How did that only happen when I was in high? I'm still like not over it. I know it blows my mind. It was 20, what at 14, I don't even know. What in the heck? Like, how did it take this long? I'm angry. (laughs) It's crazy. And especially nowadays, kids have like Jojo Siwa and just so many big presences that are within the community that like, it's just going to be so normal for them. And I just can't wait to see how all the little kids and then our kids like grow up. And I just think they're going to be so inclusive and welcoming. And I think it's going to be really yeah, awesome. It is getting better. Back to, okay, TikTok. We talked about TikTok. I was going to say, when did social media become like your job? When did you realize like, whoa, this is happening. I'm making money. So I would say I realized like how possible it was when it first started happening to Avery. So it sort of happened to to my girlfriend, Avery first, she started getting like her first brand deals. And, um, I think once I started seeing like in my real life, what was possible, I was like, huh, if I stick with this, like this could possibly become my job as well. And so I think once i started getting like monetize or like the monetization checks from YouTube, I was like, okay, like all I'm doing is posting and now I'm getting a check. I I started to be like, okay, like I can make something out of this. And then with brand deals, as I started to get brand deals first, they started like super small and then they get, they've gotten bigger as I've grown as a creator, but you just sort of like, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I just made this month, like this much in the last couple months that's like what I would have made in this many months with this job. And you start being like, mm-hmm. wow, I am supporting myself. Like with me, I sort of, it was probably around this time last year, I would say I started to like realize that I wasn't needing any financial help from my parents mm-hmm. at all anymore. And I didn't even realize it. Like I was buying my wants, my needs, everything for myself. And I was like, 
whoa, like I have been supporting myself and I didn't even realize it. And I think once I was able to meet my needs, go grocery shopping, buy myself something once in a while without having to like worry, I guess, I, I sort of realized, okay, this is like, this is a job. Like I'm, I'm rolling with it. I'm going to keep working for it. It, it was weird. Yeah. It was a weird like realization. I know. I almost feel like working in social media, it's not even just like a, oh, one day I'm making this much money. You just like realize you're like, whoa, I can do this. And I, I felt the same way, like my senior year at BU being like, wait a minute, I made this much in this amount of time. But if I took this job and made this much, I'm like, this is like what I want to be doing. This seems totally worth it. And you love it. And it's fun. It's yeah. like the best of both worlds. It really it's is like, like a dream. Yeah. A dream. I don't even, Avery and I are always like, whoa, like how did we get it's so crazy. lucky? Yes. Because you see people like working their butts off day in and day out, like nine to five plus some doing like intense jobs in the medical field. And it's like, why, why do I have to make videos and make this much money when they do all of that and make it that much I'm like, it's almost, it makes me feel guilty, which we sort of talked about. But yeah. It's just, wow. Like you have to sit back and just be like, I don't know how it happened, but I I'm just so blessed and like mm-hmm. so grateful that this is my life. Yeah. I try to feel so grateful because whenever I'm sure you get this way too, we've talked about burnout on our, your yeah. podcast and how like it can be very overwhelming. I feel like, especially being your own boss and having to like coordinate everything on your own, it can just feel like a lot of pressure sometimes and like deadlines, whatever. But I always pause and make myself think I'm like, Gretchen, this is your dream life. I always remind myself that I'm like, this is your dream life because when I complain about it, I'm like, no, I don't want to be doing anything else. So Right. I know I've, I've caught myself even just recently. I'm like all stressed out about remaking a, a video for a brand. And I'm like, why am I worked up about filming with a bottle of shampoo right now? Like I could be having to do like so much, like I could be saving someone's life right now. You could be performing surgery. <laughs> right. And instead I'm like, I'm worked up about recording with a bottle of shampoo. Like I need to take a step back and be like, you're okay. Like everything is fine. Yeah. Like it's just, we're lucky. We're definitely yeah. lucky. We got lucky. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, I guess along with that, I was going to ask you, what do you think is the hardest part of being a social media influencer? Hmm. I'm going to have to say, and it's almost like, really like this still bothers you, but I think like other people's opinions, like you, especially with YouTube, like you put out your life and all you're doing is recording your life. And then you have people commenting on how you live your life. And it's like, I'm allowing them to, because I'm putting this online, but at the same time, like, just because I'm making these videos, doesn't mean you get to like critique me. And because like, I'm just a really sensitive person. I take everything personally. I take everything to heart. And so when someone's like, oh, why do you do this? Or you're so blah, blah, blah. I'm like, 
oh, I guess I am like that. Like, I, I really feel like I am whatever they say I am. Yeah. And so when you're constantly just like eating those comments up, it actually affects you. Like there was a time a few months ago where I was just like, so down on myself. Like, I felt like I, I lost my whole sense of self. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I looked like because people were tagging me and, and things being like, oh, you look like this person. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't think I like anything like that person. And it just, it, it just like little things, but it adds up and you just like, you don't know who you are because everyone else is like commenting on who you are and what you do. And it's mm-hmm. like overwhelming, like it makes me like fill to the top and overflow. That's so true. That is really, I never thought of it that way, but that is a really hard part about it. Cause sometimes you feel like, you know, how you're doing and where you're at and how you are, but then you have like, in what other job do you have like hundreds of people commenting about how you look and what you're doing and how everything seems. And you're like, wait, well, maybe they are right then. But then it's like deep down, it's like, maybe I'm having a great day and I'm okay, but I'm like coming off sad and everyone's like, you don't seem happy. And I'm like, maybe I'm not happy. <laughs> what do they know that I don't know? <laughs> yes. Yes. And even, even because of all that, like even with positive comments, they're like, oh, your hair looks really good today. I'm like, so my hair doesn't look good every day. Like, <laughs> it's just like a cycle. <laughs> Oh, it's hard. And it makes you, I, I catch myself. Sometimes I feel like it turns you into sort of like looking for validation or needing validation because we always get it on like every post or comment or whatever. So then it's like little everyday things. I'm like, can my boyfriend like thank me for like emptying the dishwasher? And I'm like, no, he doesn't need to do that. But do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it does affect me in a lot of ways. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. It's like, you don't even realize it's affecting you that much. And then all of a sudden you like break down and you realize how much everything's been affecting you and just builds up and builds up and then you just explode. But yeah, I think that's definitely the hardest part. Everything else is like manageable and awesome. And then it's just like, it's just the comments, I guess they just really get to me. I know mean one, mean ones are tough. I always feel like I go through phases. I remember in college, I would get a lot of hate and it just didn't bother me. Like I legitimately didn't care and I was like this is so nice I'm just like living my best life and but then I feel like in the past couple years it like really would bother me and I'm like what is going on that this like negativity is affecting me it really like ebbs and flows with like how I feel about it but I I think I saw it on TikTok I might be wrong I never remember like where I hear things but I like want this to be the norm so bad they were talking about hate comments and saying that hopefully one day it'll end up being like this that like if there's a hate comment on your YouTube video per se, it should be so embarrassing for that person to leave the comment. Like everyone else should be commenting at them being like, take this down. This makes you look bad. Like this is embarrassing. Like, sweetie, you're probably having a bad day. Delete this. Like, I wish it was like that instead of everyone like liking the comment and being like, yeah, soap has changed. Yes, <laughs> you know? That is so true. Like, yes, 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 yes. Because really when someone is commenting something usually negative on your video, like it's because they want a reaction from you or for other, from other commenters. And so like they're getting positive reactions right now from like everyone agreeing with them, but maybe one day it'll be so like they comment something negative and everyone's like, uh, hello, what is this? And then they're still getting the attention, but it's just negative and it still fuels them. But you know, like maybe it'll stop them from I want to start doing that now. If I see like a mean comment on Instagram or TikTok or something, I'm going to reply and be like, this is so mean, like take this down. (laughs) Right. Sometimes on TikTok, I don't do it on YouTube or Instagram. TikTok's just a different game, but 
Because like TikTok Brianna's- is scary. Oh, the comments oh, are terrifying. <laughs> the comments on TikTok are brutal, ruthless, like mean. They're just like so mean. Oh, I know. It's like, it's because of the way the algorithm is like people who have never seen you before, like random men, like anyone can yes. just comment. And so my favorite thing is when I can like tell that it's like some random man somewhere with like a fake profile picture, I'll just be like, I'll give like a sarcastic comment back. Like one time recently, this man commented something and I'm pretty sure it was actually a homophobic comment. I don't remember what it was, but it didn't actually bother me at, at all. But I was just like his, so his profile picture was of George Bush, like the former president. And I was like, sir, your profile picture is George Bush. Like just something stupid, but just like sit down. Like, yeah, like, go away. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just fun to just feel like give little comments like that, that aren't like hurtful, but also are just like, I really don't care about what you're saying. Like, please leave me alone. It's just like fun to just be like, okay, bye. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, I love that. Whenever I see, um, like mean comments and the creator will comment back like something funny and everyone's like, oh, well you show them. (laughs) Yes. It's fun. I don't do it. If I can like tell that it's a young girl or something like that, I tend to just ignore it because like, clearly they're going through something. Yes. And so I don't want to like make it worse for them or like, it's going to embarrass them if I reply, like whether mm-hmm. they want to admit it or not, like they're going to be embarrassed or they're going to like feel bad or because everyone has that conscience. So like, they don't think that mm-hmm. the creator is going to see it when they comment. And so I tend to just leave it if I feel like it's like a young girl or someone who's still learning and growing. But if it's like a man, like a grown man commenting hate, I'm like, <laughs> Locked. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going way out of order here, but now I'm just so curious because we were talking about Avery. Okay. So how long have you been together? Like, how did you meet? I want to know everything. I don't think I even know. I don't think so. I don't think we ever talked about it. Um, so we've been together for over a year now, almost a year and a half. Um, and we met technically sort of technically through TikTok. So Way back when, um, probably like the fall of 2019, I believe it was, we, so Playlist Live was coming around, Playlist Live 2020. It was like right before lockdown started and all that. So Mm -hmm. Playlist 2020 was coming around and a bunch of people on TikTok that are part of the LGBTQ plus community wanted to have like a big Airbnb and like have a party. And so the girl who was like hosting the house made a big group chat and Avery and I were both in that group chat. And so like, it was whatever we were just like, we, we didn't really talk much. No one really knew each other in that group chat. And then this came around and like, there was partying happening and like kissing happening and all of that. And, but like nothing serious and everything. And that playlist ended, whatever. But I had sort of spent um, a little bit of time with Avery, like the last day of playlist. And I was like, oh, she's really cute. And like, she just seemed so cool. Like she had the coolest outfits and everything. And I was like, wow, this girl's so cool. So I ended up driving her back to the airport. Like she was leaving playlist and I offered to drive her to the airport and we were just like talking. And so then we got to know each other more in that car ride and just like talking about music and everything. And um, I was like, wow, this girl is so cool and so cute like I want to I would like to get to know her more her more her more and so um we got home from playlist and let me just mention she's in Texas I'm in New Hampshire like we're across the country and um I texted her one day and I was just sort of like hey like I thought you were really cool like I would love to get to know you more something along those lines and she like completely friend zoned me she literally was like 
oh, I already knew that, silly, haha. And I was just like, oh my god, ah! so mortified. I was like, okay, You're like, amazing. <laughs> so embarrassed. Yes, I was like, okay, not interested. Got it. Got the message. And so I dropped it, whatever. But then quarantine happened, and a group of us from like that original playlist airbnb Mm -hmm. situation would always zoom we would do like group zooms like every night because this was like the very very beginning no one was even going grocery shopping like everyone was and so we would zoom all the time and i had like lost interest sort of not really lost interest but just sort of like completely given up like like moved on yeah and we were we became like really good friends over zoom but while I was losing feelings, she was getting feelings for me over Zoom. And so, um, yeah, fast forward a few months and um, we ended up, she came and visited me in Florida because I was living with my aunt. I had just moved down to Florida. Mm-hmm. And while she was there, she like told me how she she felt. But I was like talking to someone else. And so I had to like end that with that person. It was like this big whole thing. But so complicated. Um, yeah, so complicated. And like looking back, it was like a web of like everyone was like, I don't even know. But um, yeah, so basically she came to visit me in Florida that that week that she told me that she liked me. And then pretty much we haven't been apart since. Like she went home for like a week and then like we just she lived in the Airbnb with me and then we were like well we're both here we'll just get an apartment and then then now we have our second apartment so Mm -hmm. it's been a journey but (laughs) that's our story oh okay so when she first came to Florida to visit you and told you that she liked you and you're like oh my gosh I have to situate my situation now were was it from like them point forward you were dating or were you like be my girlfriend no. So, okay. That night was actually so cute. She was like all upset about something that, I, that she told me. And I was like, what is wrong? What is wrong? And I'm like the friend that everyone normally tells everything to. Cause I like to listen and um, like, I want to be a therapist. So like people just come to me usually. And mm-hmm. so it was weird that she was like withholding something from me because like in the past she had told me a lot just like over zoom and everything. And I had known about all her other little like flings. And so I was just like, what's going on? And so to lighten the mood, I was like, what? Are you going to tell me you're madly in love with me? And she was like, well, yeah, kind of. And, ah! <laughs> and so, yeah. So no, we were not dating at that point at Did all. Did you tell or um, were you like shocked? Oh, I was shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> She's like a pretty flirty person in general. She'll say no. But like her personality is just like, it's flirty. Like, she But you thought you were in the friend zone. So yes. Yeah. And when she friend zoned me that hard way back when, I was like, there's no way. That no way chance. So yeah, I just, I was completely surprised. But um, I didn't really know what to do because I had sort of like just started talking to someone else. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what to do. And I had also seen Avery like with how she was with other girls she had talked to. And I didn't really like how she was with them. And so, like, I don't really want to like be her next like fling because I, I mm-hmm. could see myself like really liking her. And so we just sort of like talked about it and just like I stopped talking to the person I was talking to and we just sort of like took it day by day. Mm-hmm. And then about a month later, I, so we, she wanted to take it slow, but I was like, I am so obsessed with this girl. Like I want her to be my girlfriend right now. So like a month later, I asked her to be my girlfriend and she, okay. I don't even think we've really talked about this. <laughs> she said yes. 
And then on the car ride home, after I asked her, she was sort of like having like second thought. She was sort of like, <sighs> because she didn't want to hurt me because she really cared about me and she liked me. And she, she also knew how she was with other girls. And like, she didn't want to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know if she was in the place to like be in a, a long-term relationship. Cause that, that mm-hmm. was happening with other girls. She would like start talking to them, but then it would get too serious. And like, she wasn't looking for that. And so yeah. that's what would happen with me. But like we talked it out and figured it out. And so she decided like, she did want to try, like she took the leap of faith and like tried it. Now here we are like so many years later. (laughs) Okay. It seems like she was just scared of the like idea of commitment, but then in reality, obviously it's fine. Yes. And it's so funny because she's like amazing. Like she is like the best girlfriend ever. She's so good at communicating, like doing things for me, like Mm. literally she seems like a robot to me because she's so perfect. Like, I don't know how someone could be. And it's just crazy that, that it's the same person that like, wasn't sure if she wanted to be in a relationship. It's just wild. I know that's shocking to me. Cause I feel like I get that vibe too. Like she's so loving. She's so sweet. Oh yeah. Okay. Wait, by the way, now I'm thinking of your guys' Instagram photos. Like you're like, you were at like a music festival or something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I saved both of your guys' posts as like inspo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to comment this, but they're going to think I'm weird. But now I have to tell you, I'm like, no, I'm recreating these photos. Cause they're like magical. <laughs> I love that. No, that's so like, we are genuinely so happy and people have like asked Avery's mom, like, so her mom works in the medical field and like, sometimes people will recognize her and be like, Oh, like I know Avery, blah, blah, blah. And people have asked her, like, are they really that happy as they like seem online? And like, genuinely, yes, we are like, we just work so well together. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like, the two perfect puzzle pieces came together were exact opposites in just the right ways and similar in just the right ways. Mm-hmm. It just like worked out and our story is like so good to tell. Like all of it is just so perfect. <laughs> mm. Okay. That leads me to a question I was going to ask you too about the reality of having a public relationship, because I feel like that's exactly it. People will just kind of always question it. Or especially like to people you know, but like not exactly you, they'll be like, wait, are they actually how they seem though? Like, are they actually happy? Yes. Are they actually nice? Are they actually in love? Yes. And you're like, no, like I need it. Yes, yes. No, it's definitely weird sometimes to have a such a public relationship. And like sometimes I do have those thoughts of like if anything were to happen, like I don't know how I would deal with like all the comments and everything, but obviously like I don't expect that to happen like I don't anticipate Mm -hmm. that at all but it is just like tricky or sometimes people will comment and be like um just like mean things like make assumptions about our relationship and I'm like you could not be more far off like yeah I don't know they'll just like make nasty assumptions but we genuinely are as happy as we seem online if not happier like we don't even really put too much of our personal life like our relationship online like we just Mm -hmm we just get along and we like, don't really fight. Of course we have like disagreements and like, we have to talk about things sometimes, but we've never raised our voices at each other. Like we don't fight. Like you would think couples fight. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like a very peaceful relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think even like, it's so peaceful that even people in our real life, we've had two different friends stay with us. And both of them have been like, so do you guys like fight? because we're always so nice to each other and so understanding and no we're not perfect all the time like of course we get annoyed with each other of course we like say things that we don't mean and have to apologize like we're not perfect people but 
we genuinely are so happy and work so well together. And I think even more so than we show online. So, because mm. yeah. uh, I was going to say, what are like the pros and cons of a public relationship? But I feel like you kind of answered obviously cons is just like having people's judgments. Yeah, I think there are, I think there's more pros than cons. Like I really do like sharing it. Like I love, I eat up the cute couple pictures and like the cute couple videos. Like I love seeing others do it. I love seeing me and my girlfriend do it. Like I just love love. And so I don't know, it makes me happy to share it. And I also think people can learn from like, if they can see our healthy, happy relationship and maybe see like, okay, why am I taking all this bad treatment from my the person I'm dating mm-hmm. like when I could get so much more. So I think we're setting a good example. So I really, really like yeah. sharing. I know I was going to say that right when you said she's so good at communicating and you're like, you've never raised your voice at each other. Like that's so, that's such a good example to show on the internet and for young girls, boys, whoever to see like, oh, why am I in this relationship where I'm like being yelled at then or like being treated horribly? So yeah, I feel like the positives do outweigh the negatives. Yeah, for sure. This is a good one. And I actually really want to know your answer because recently I found out that people just do it so many different ways. So especially because you guys live together now, how do you guys like split things or manage finances? Like who spends more? Are you the spender? I feel like you're the shopaholic like me. A bit, a little bit, but okay. <laughs> let me break this down for you. So, <laughs> so everything like that we share, like food, furniture, household things like shampoo, conditioner, all that stuff. Cause we share all that stuff. Like anything we share, we just split 50, 50. So anytime we go to the store, even if we're buying like one bottle of coffee and like paper towels, we just split it. Like we just split 50, 50. We sell the other person. Like that's just how we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but like <laughs> in terms of like who buys more, I would say it's even, but in different ways. So mm-hmm. I like, I buy clothes and like stupid stuff. Like I don't need, I get my nails done once in a while. Like I'll buy like 50 pairs of socks for no reason. Like that's the stuff I buy, but then Avery will go out and buy like a billion dollar drill to like build stuff with. And so like <laughs> it evens out, it's just like very different, but it's funny because with me, like I spend so much money on coffee and she's always like, if you like stops doing that, you'd like save all this money. But then with her, I see her like buying all these like tools. And I'm like, Avery, you use them once. Like we're spending probably the same amount just on very different things. <laughs> but overall we split rent 50, 50, utilities, 50, 50, food, 50, 50, everything is just in half. And then mm-hmm. like with dates and stuff, it really depends. Like I, I, feel like I tend to buy her like coffee more or something like that. And then she tends to buy like dinners more and then I'll buy, like I'll buy dessert, but we always joke. And she's like, she bought like the hundred dollar dinner, but I bought like the $10 like ice cream after like, yeah, it is split. I think pretty much evenly like right down the middle, but, um, like with dates, it's just like, just depends really. Yeah. Okay. I find it. So I know it's like such a personal I feel like it's such a personal thing in a relationship like finances, but I find it so fascinating because that's how I always thought every relationship was. I think that's 
probably just because what I saw with my parents, I think they made like around the same amount of money. And so I think my idea of how they always operated was like, they split things. Yeah. And obviously that's hard with like kids and like my mom would pay the bills when my dad would pay for whatever. But right. so then I always assume that like moving with my boyfriend, I'm like, okay, well we split the rent. We split everything. Like, we split the groceries. Mm-hmm. Like we just split it. And then talking about it in a Q and a, my YouTube video, I had so many comments of girls, like there's so many ways to do it. And I just didn't even realize like, uh, someone commented that them and their fiance make like really different amounts of money. And so they do things like percentage wise. And I'm like, Whoa, well, I never thought of it like that. That seems like a lot of work, lot of but there's like so many different ways. And so I just never even knew, but I guess it makes sense. Cause then you would want the burden, like the burden would be so heavy on like the person that makes the less amount of money if you're like right. splitting everything. But yeah, isn't that yeah. fascinating? Like there's that so is. many different ways people do it. Yes. I don't think like, I'm so bad at math. I don't think I could deal with the percentages. Like I, I would have no idea all the time. I'm like, you're like, know. I'm paying 43% of it. <laughs> like, I could not, I would like actually lose my mind. 50, 50 is just like, we're able to. And so it's just the easiest thing. Like just divide yeah. everything I do. And like, it always feels like you're spending less, like, cause you mm-hmm. buy like technically, especially with us, because we share shampoo and all that, like technically everything we buy is like half off because we split it. Like I would have bought the shampoo anyways, but we're splitting it. So it's, it's like cheaper. I don't know. That's so true. Yeah. There are some things where one of us just pays it. I just thought about like, she, our, our couch is like rooms to go. So you like, we financed it. So you pay it like over time. And so yeah. like she pays that every month, but it's the same amount as HelloFresh. So I paid HelloFresh. So like, it just, it's yeah. still 50, but just like in a different way. Yeah. We do that too. Like I always do the gas and electric, but then he does the cable and the TV or internet or whatever, <laughs> like same type yeah. of thing. Yeah interesting idea about it too because I know finances can be so hard I always say like for anyone listening if they're like struggling in my mind if you plan to be with them forever or like a very long time I always think like in the long run I would think that it would even out like I'm sure in a relationship each partner will go through like harder times with maybe personal finances and so I always say like or even with my family, if my sister is like, oh my gosh, you've been like paying so much if we're together, whatever. I'm like, girl, it's going to even out in the long run. Like, do right. not worry, you know? Yes. So. I totally agree. Like if it's going to be a long-term thing, like who cares if you're buying more this month and you know, like it's gonna, mm-hmm. it, it really is going to even out like over time. I, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. I love that. Yeah. Like don't sweat the little things. And mm-hmm. I feel like finances can be such, I was talking about it with my friends and like their relationships too. It can be so hard in relationships. And I feel like it can so quickly turn into like resenting the other person. If you feel like you're paying for more or want whatever. So I feel like the best thing is what it seems like how you guys operate, just being like communicating so much and being like so open about it. So that's part of though, having a healthy relationship, like, because I would feel comfortable. Like if there's one month where I just like, I cannot pay something like I, I would feel comfortable being like, look, I can't pay this this month. And I, I would assume that she'd be like, it's okay. Like I got it this month and like roles reverse. I feel like it's just about understanding, communicating, like you can figure out a way to make anything in a relationship work, like even finances, which I think are normally like the trickiest thing to figure out. Like you can make it work. if You just like communicate and understand. Oh wait, this, I really wanted you to talk about. Okay. So this is like pivot, but how do you find confidence if you're struggling with body image, mental health? That's still like, I feel like that is something that you 
are going to deal with. Like no matter what you just like, you go through part like points in your life where you're really struggling with body image and like just who you are, like you feel like separated from yourself and you don't know like what you want to wear and everything like that. Like you go through periods of time where you feel really confident when you don't. And I think the best thing that you can do is just like, just respect every point of that process. Like if you're not feeling good about yourself one day, or maybe it's like a month at a time or a year at a time, like just know that you're the same person you were when you were feeling super confident. And so like at one point you thought you were awesome and you were on top of the world. And so the only reason you don't now is just because of how you feel like nothing really changed. And that's like what I have to remind myself because like I'll go through periods where I just feel so down on myself and like, I just feel like I don't even know what I look like. Like, I'm just, I I feel like disconnected from myself. And Mm -hmm. then I I have to like stop myself and be like, I was the same person I was last week. And last week I thought I was like the hottest person on this planet and nothing changed, like literally nothing. And I think you just like, you just have to respect yourself and how you feel like it's okay if you feel down one day wear like sweatpants or something you always feel good in like don't pressure yourself if you're like feeling like you can't put it on a cute outfit like you don't feel cute in jeans don't wear jeans like don't force yourself to like wear things that you don't feel comfortable in just like respect yourself and I don't know I like I'm definitely still struggling with all of that but I think as I've gotten older I've just gotten more like accepting of like my, my own feelings and just like honoring, like if I'm feeling like I don't like how I look, I don't wear something that's going to remind me of how I look all day long. That's good advice for the body image stuff. Cause I, I mean, I feel like everyone struggles with that. Like, how can you not? And what you said really resonated with me about like, nothing's actually changed between like today and yesterday and how you look. It's all just like mindset like I literally looked in the mirror after I worked out this morning I'm like wow I'm like looking so great but then yesterday I'm like I'm seeing no progress I feel horrible (laughs) yes so it's like shocking especially for us um because I know you did a sport forever and so did I yours was rowing I was dance but both of them like you get so used to how your body looks at your peak of like when you were an athlete And then you can't compare yourself to that. Like you were young and you were like excessively working out because of a sport. Like there is no, no possible way you could look the same, like five, six, seven years later. Like you just can't, that's so such an unreal expectation. Like I can't look at my 18 year old dancer body and expect my 22 year old non-dancer body to look the same. Like, it's just, I used it differently. I've grown up, like my body's preparing to have children. Like I can't expect to like look that same way. So it's just about like, like I was saying, just accept where you're at and like acknowledge that things are gonna change and that like, you're gonna some night, some, some days feel good, sometimes feel bad, but like, you just gotta respect. It's all about respecting yourself. Yeah. I feel like something I've heard and said, I think it's so good about how like you can be on a fitness and health journey if that's like where you're at right now. And if you want to see improvements and changes in how you feel, maybe how you look like that's great. But I think you always need to be able to find peace of like where you're at in the moment. Cause if you're like, the grass is greener. Like if only I lose five pounds, then I'll be happy. Like you won't actually be happy then. So it's like, you always need to find 
happiness in the moment. But I really like that, like cutting yourself some slack, giving yourself grace if you are like having a bad day and just like feeling that, but knowing that it's all in your head. <laughs> yes. And like what you look like day to day, like has no impact, I feel like on your experience. Like, for example, I remember, so I went on a trip to Hawaii and I remember that whole trip, like I just, when I travel, like I just don't feel myself and I wasn't able to work out at all. And I was just feeling like sort of down on myself that whole trip. But I don't remember that. Like I remember skydiving and swimming with sharks and being at the beach. And like, that's what I remember. I don't remember feeling gross every day. And like, you don't remember how you felt about what you looked like. You remember how you felt in the moment when you lived life. So like, don't focus so today on height. Yes. Like it doesn't matter if you don't love your outfit today or you feel kind of like off or you're having a bad skin or hair day, like if you do something that day that like creates a memory or you have a good attitude, like you're going to remember that. Like today, say, pretend I was like having a really bad self-image day and then like, but I did this and I went grocery shopping and got yummy food. Like I'm not going to remember having a bad self-image day. I'm going to remember like the exciting stuff from the grocery shopping. I don't know. Okay. This is inspiring me because I'm going to Puerto Rico next week and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be off my workout routine. Like I'm going to travel. Like I'll probably be a little bloated. I'm going to be in a bikini on the beach. Like I'm like stressed. But then like in a month when I look back at the photos, I'm going to be like, that was amazing. That was so cool. I went there. And I had the same thing when I was in Hawaii. I remember like struggling being like, oh my gosh, like looking in the mirror in the bikini, like freaking out, whatever. And like, all I can remember is the cool hikes we went on and like the beach pictures. And, like- and you know what? Like there is, when you go away, like you're supposed to embrace like relaxing. Like, sure. If you want to go to the gym on days where you like aren't missing out on something else to just like get a little sweat in, like, sure, whatever, like do what you want to make yourself feel good. But like, don't hold back on activities to go work out. Or if you can't fit in a workout during vacation, like just enjoy the, the day off, like lay out in the sun and like, just like, let yourself lay or like go explore. And like, at the end of the day, you're not going to remember what days you worked out. Like you're not going to remember any of that. You're just going to remember the experiences. And that's like the least exciting part about vacation. <laughs> right, right. Like right. You're, you're in this tropical place and you're really going to worry about like if your abs look good. Like that is yeah. just, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, that's so stupid. Like enjoy where you're at. I know. Okay, I'm going to text you next week during the week and be like, I'm not working out. Is this okay? You're going to be like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, every time you're feeling down, just be like, give me a cut talk. I'll give you, I'll send you a voice recording. <laughs> okay and everything we're talking about makes me think of you've definitely heard this too about how like you how you describe your best friends is like oh my god she's so funny she's so fun to be with she lifts me up she's such a good listener all these things and you would never be like yeah she doesn't work out that much yeah she could probably lose some weight like you would never say that but then like you say that about yourself like it's that is so so, weird so true like if you, if someone else talked to you, how you talk to yourself, like you would never keep them around. Like, why, why would you tolerate? Like you would never tolerate someone talking to you that way, but like we do it to ourselves. Like it makes no sense. Wait, I'm going to tell myself that if I'm being mean to myself, I'm going to be like, get rid of her, get her out of here. No. Listen, I literally started to do that because I was, it was getting so bad every single day. I was just picking myself apart. I started to talk to myself. I literally was like, shut up, literally shut up. <laughs> Every time I had, I would say it out loud. I sounded 
freaking crazy, but I would be like, stop, like, shut up. And it worked. I swear to God, it worked. Like, I just like, told myself, shut up, shut up. It, it really me. comes home and you're like talking to yourself. She's like, okay. <laughs> no, but sounds crazy. Like, yes, you sound ridiculous doing it, but it works. Like it actually works. It helped me. Okay. I'm going to do that. Do it. Look in the mirror and be like, zip it girl. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'll leave you with one more question because this is probably getting so long. Where do you see yourself in the next two years? Oh my gosh. See, two is even trickier than five. Cause like five years, I could like go crazy with my imagination, but two years. So I feel like, I feel like I'm maybe living in a house. I feel like maybe not an apartment anymore, but we'll see. But okay. I'm going to say living in a house in Florida. That's my guess. Mm -hmm. And so Avery and I will have been together for like quite a few years at that point. I don't know. Maybe we're at least talking about an engagement, mm. if not engaged. Mm. I, I genuinely think I will still be doing social media. I think mm. that that's like a very long-term thing for me. So I would say I'm still doing social media, but I think I'll also be doing another job. So I'm still in school getting a psychology degree and I really want to be a life coach. So I think I will be deep into the life coaching field at that point in time as well. So I think that's what I know. We didn't even talk about college, but don't you graduate this year? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my semesters are a little weird because it's online. So like Mm -hmm. I'm almost done with my semester for fall, but most people are halfway done. And then, then I start another one. So I have like a, a lot of semesters, but in the same amount of time, I don't know how to explain that, but so Mm -hmm. I should finish at the end of my like second summer semester. So basically I'll be done before next fall. So Mm -hmm. I'm almost done. Oh, exciting. Okay. We're like manifesting your future here. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. I love it. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for coming on. We hit like so many things. Yes. Thank you for having me. I feel like we talked about like, this is so good. Okay, fail. I didn't even end off this episode of The Soap, but I hope you guys enjoyed. I love how this episode turned out. It was so much fun recording with Soap. She's such a sweetheart. Don't forget to follow her on all her social media platforms. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll catch you in my next episode. Bye.